Welcome to the BCHL podcast presented by Subway. This is Brent Mutis from BCHL Communications, and for our first podcast of 2019, we have a jam-packed show with lots of guests and news from around the league. The junior hockey trade deadline was Thursday, January 10th, so we'll start with a few of the big names that moved to new teams. First off, Ty Westgard, who had spent his entire BCHL career with the Surrey Eagles, now finds himself a member of the Coquitlam Express. Westgard has returned to action after missing about six weeks with injury, but was one of the league's leading scorers before he got hurt. He and forward Aaron White go to Coquitlam in the deal in return for forward Cole Edgerton. Another noteworthy move comes via the Cowichan Valley Capitals. Ty Pochapinski, who had begun his freshman season at NCAA Colorado College, has decided to return to the BCHL. The Capitals had his playing rights, but moved him to the Penticton Vs in exchange for forward Cruz Cote. The Vs also moved defenseman Kenny Johnson to the Victoria Grizzlies for blue liner Jaron Sutton. There were other moves made on the trade deadline, so check the BCHL transaction page for the details. On with the podcast now, and we start off with an alumni segment as Vernon Vipers grad Michael Uffberg joined TSN 1040 this week. The defenseman posted 93 points over two BCHL seasons in Vernon and is now a freshman at Princeton. He spoke to Matt Sakaris and Jason Botchford about his path to college hockey. Michael, you were a two-time BCHL All-Star. You have found your way to an Ivy League school to continue your education and to play hockey. Tell us a little bit about your journey here over the last year, young man. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's an amazing place. Uh, it's been an amazing experience so far being a student athlete at you know, one of the best schools in the world, but also one of the best hockey programs in the country as well. Uh, just, he came here late August and had a full summer of training. Obviously, had to prepare for a big year as a freshman coming in. We knew it wasn't going to be too easy and had some time. Uh, before school started to just adjust to the campus a little bit. And even when school started, we had some time to adjust to the workload because Ivy League competition doesn't start till after the first six weeks um, and after midterms. So you get to focus on school. And then once that ends, you jump right into the hockey season. But it's been a, it's been an interesting transition so far. Um, I love it. Obviously, the beginning of it was difficult uh, to balance both school and the workload. But um, once you get used to it and once you learn to manage your time, it's, it's a lot of fun, and, you know, the group is great. We have good coaching staff. Uh, everybody at the school helps academically, so I really have no complaints. I'm really enjoying my time so far. What are you studying? Have you declared a major yet? And Can you just tell us how extensive is the academic workload at an Ivy League school? <laughs> yeah, so here we don't declare a major till sophomore spring um, in order to be eligible for the major junior year, but I'm probably going to study economics, and the workload is pretty hefty. It's kind of what you hear about in Ivy League. Uh, our undergraduate program is, is very difficult, and we still actually have to take our final exam, so I don't have any final grades yet. Um, but it's been pretty difficult. I mean, there's there's ebbs and flows. Um, there will be a week here and there where it's not as bad, but for the most part, it's, it's a lot of work. But it's all worth it in the end. We're with Michael Uppert, like 100%. Princeton University defenseman and former Vernon Viper. Yeah, here in Vancouver, there's a lot of attention on on the uh, progress and development of Quinn Hughes, a defenseman who's, uh, like you, not six feet tall. Um, that was kind of, it wasn't that long ago when defensemen like that playing in the NHL were unheard of. Did, did people, when you were growing up, did they try to dissuade you from playing that position? You know what? I think 
with me, as I was coming up, like I actually played both. Uh, once I switched to defense, I mean, you always hear the chatter, you know, like you're not big enough, but it was more about playing a certain style in order to be able to compete at the next level. So for a guy like me, you have to be a little quicker. Uh, you have to be able to avoid hits because if you can't do that, then you're not going to be able to play at the next level. So it's not just about being physical. Um, if you have the skill to be quick in corners and be able to avoid hits, then you'll be fine. But there's always going to be the people that say he's not big enough to make it to the next level. That just like that just comes with with the size. And were there defensemen you kind of modeled your game uh, that you kind of look as as mentors in the game? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just to start, like right now on the Flyers, I mean, obviously I watch them the most. A guy like Shane Gossister is, is someone that's an extremely talented player. I mean, he's not overly small, but he's not over six foot either. He's about 5'11". You know, I got like Tori Krug, uh, small D-man, really good, really talented. Ryan Ellis, Kimo Tiemann when he was in Philly. I mean, Kimo Tiemann is like, I'm taller than Kimo Tiemann. So he's a pretty small guy, but he had uh, a lot of success. And so would you say like this is a like when you watch the NHL now and you see how the game has changed in ex- in exactly this department do you see it as a good time for a player like Quinn Hughes to come into the league Absolutely like 100% I mean the the league has kind of shifted away from like that fighting big hit like your fourth line's all big guys finishing hit type mentality uh, it's a skill league it's a fast league you got to be you got to be a good player, like to play, and and for defensemen specifically, like Quinn Hughes, he's one of the best skaters I've ever seen, one of the best puck movers, and defensemen have to be able to move pucks. Like you got, your forwards are skilled, you have to have demon that can put, get the puck in your in the forwards' hands, and that's what smaller guys are able to do because that's what they have to. And you know, more and more, you're having systems where you know at the higher levels, like for us, our defensemen are always involved in the play offensively, so. In order to be involved in the playoff offensively, you have to be a great skater. Not all, not all big guys are great skaters. There are some, obviously, but you know people will say that like smaller guys are better skaters. You have to be a good skater. You have to be skilled, and that's like you know when you watch Quinn Hughes, he kind of possesses all those traits. And I have no doubt that he's going to be extremely successful in the NHL. There you have it, Vernon Vipers alum Michael Uffberg breaking down the new wave of defensemen breaking into the game. He spoke to TSN 1040 this week from Princeton University. Going to the BCHL Player of the Week report now, and the first POW of 2019 is also the first repeat winner of the campaign. Victoria Grizzlies defenseman Carter Berger is on fire right now with seven goals from the blue line in his last four games. He now has 22 tallies on the season, which leads all BCHL D-men. His current hot streak is one he says he's never really experienced before. No, I don't think so. I think... uh... You know, the team's playing really well, which helps. My teammates are finding me, and I think, you know, there's obviously a little bit of luck involved. So, yeah, I think uh, the team's playing well, and uh, I'm happy. So I wanted to ask you uh, a bit about your role. Uh, obviously, you provide a lot of offense from the back end. Actually, because of your latest string, you actually have more goals than assists right now, which you hardly ever see for a D-man. But um, yeah. you've been jumping up in the play. Um, where, where do you kind of take your cue to do that? Does, does Coach Craig Didman kind of give you the green light? Do you pick your spots? How does it kind of uh, play out for you? Yeah, well, I think just the way that you know hockey is now, especially in the NHL, you know, we see all the teams having four guys in the rush, and it's so crucial for to get that extra D-man up in the rush there. And, you know, it's not really him telling me to. I know, you know, we always have the green light on D to, 
the jump up, and I think I've kind of always played that way growing up, and it's translated nicely here in, uh, in Victoria. I mean, you've played well over 100 games now in the BCHL. Um, actually, in your first two seasons, you played 100 games exactly. I just looked it up. 35 games this year. You've scored uh, more goals and have more points this season in 35 games than you had in your previous two seasons put together. Um, is this just a natural progression of a, of a junior hockey player uh, finding his way and uh, finding his touch and maybe getting a bit more more bold? Or is there, uh, is there something specific? skating wise or shot wise that you've really taken to another level that's that's led to this uh, I don't think it's anything specific like that I think it's just you know getting older maturing you know becoming more comfortable and confident in this, the league and the speed and obviously you know playing a lot more this season than than I had in the past couple of years and you know I think this year too I think it's the most skilled team that out of the three seasons I've been here so everything's kind of just clicked nicely this year for me we're speaking with Carter Berger, defenseman from the Victoria Grizzlies. He's this week's BCHL Player of the Week. Uh, looking at the defenseman's scoring stats, um, you got uh, James Miller and Penticton leading the way right now, though you have the most goals among D-men. Uh, but your uh, defense partner, I don't know if you play with him all the time, but uh, Jeremy Bushler, he's a guy that's uh, right there as well. Uh, have you taken something, uh, anything out of his game that you've been able to apply to yours? How do you guys work together? specific uh, parts of a play that happened on Sunday. Uh, it was the opening goal of the game. Uh, you rushed the puck up the ice, came in off right wing, and uh, you put it between your own legs, and I think you went backhand top shelf. This was the Sunday game against Prince George. So uh, first of all, break down that play, and then uh, for the second part of your answer, tell me what happened coming out of the uh, celebration group in the, after that goal there. come clean it actually it was something i put on our instagram and it's got a ton of views as well so i hope you'll forgive me for that but it was a great goal so kind of a highlight on both ends of it uh, i don't know i didn't know whether you got tangled up with one of the guys coming out of the pile there but you saved face and uh you got to do the flyby on the bench there so you kind of uh you know it was all good um i wanted to ask you uh, i don't know if you saw this earlier but we published uh, the bchl's career statistics
statistics uh, earlier this season. It's on our website, so all-time leaders in points. And I don't know if you've had a look, but um, some of the defenseman stats are up there. So um, goals in a season, the record is 38 by a defenseman, and the record for points in a season is 109. I, uh, those are going to be awfully tough to get to either of those from where you are. But um, what are your thoughts on a D-man with uh, 38 goals and 109 points? It was Campbell Blair with Vernon in 86-87. Uh, just your thoughts on a D-man putting up those kind of totals? Yeah, that's that's crazy, to be honest. Like, I mean, especially even back then, I mean, D-men probably weren't you know nearly as offensive as, as they are now. But, yeah, that's, I mean, good for him. I mean, I, that's, that's impressive. Maybe just to wrap up, uh, what have you what have you guys been working on as a group this week, and what's the weekend schedule ahead for you like? Uh, we we go away. We're on a three and three this week. We're in Langley, Wenatchee, and Trail. So you know those are all three really good teams, as well as you know pretty tough travel schedule for us. But uh, we've been working and uh, you know kind of focusing a lot on our our D zone in practice, just you know cleaning that up, being tight because. You know, I think we, we're a really offensive team, but I think where we get burnt is, is in our D zone. You know, guys guys cheating, guys leaving the zone early, not having their bad, stuff like that. So, like, you know, we, we, we've been working on that a lot since we got back to the break. I think it showed, showed really well in the last, you know, three, four games we played. That's BCHL Player of the Week, Victoria Grizzlies defenseman Carter Berger. And we'll be back to the podcast after this quick break. At Subway, we're all about making it what you want, even when we're advertising our new $4 Mighty Melts. Oh, yeah? Then let my piggy bank do the ad. Um, okay. So Subway has these new $4 Mighty Melts, three tasty sandwiches with melted cheesy goodness on warm toasted ciabatta buns for just $4 each. Four bucks? At that price, no one's going to be busting me open. I'm immortal. For a limited time only at participating restaurants, excludes extras plus tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Try Subway's $4 Mighty Melts today. with the show now as we go to Nanaimo where Clippers play-by-play voice Dan Marshall has been enjoying describing the action of a nine-game winning streak. The Clippers go for 10 in a row Friday night in trail and one of the key contributors is forward Tyler Williams. The Michigan native has eight points in his last four and Marshall began the conversation asking about the key to Williams' current scoring spree. Tyler, the offense right now is going so well for you and the hockey club, but just on a personal note, what's happening so well for you on the ice right now? Uh, I think uh, definitely guys buying into the systems, I think, is giving us a lot more time out there, and uh, I think it definitely shows that when we lock down the D zone, it definitely creates a lot more offense. Early in the season, I can remember chatting to you a couple of buildings and you were sitting out as a first-year guy and it's, it's frustrating to do that. And now you're a go-to guy in the top six. Just how far has your game come and have you come as a professional, as a junior A player? Uh, yeah, so I think definitely come a long way. I think at the start, it was definitely hard getting used to like the different play style and playing with faster, older guys. And I think kind of getting used to that and being able to play with some older guys as well definitely is like nice to look up to and just learning after guys is definitely a good thing 
when you're going out there and you're having success like you have recently against teams like Victoria, number one team in this division, when you're having success against a team like Wenatchee, last year's champs, does that really show you something that it's not just feasting on teams that are maybe below you in the standings, but right now you're able to go head-to-head -head with the best teams in the league and come out on top? Uh, yeah, so something funny actually, the BCHL message board had us as uh, one of the teams in the turtle race, which uh, obviously wasn't too nice. And uh, so I think it's definitely nice to just prove to all those people out there that uh, we're one of the teams that can really compete. And uh, I think we're proving that right now. You couldn't be much more of an opposite to a guy like Marcus Mitchell, but you guys have some real chemistry on the ice. So what makes it work? Uh, you know, I think we just find each other open and uh, create space for each other. So it's a lot of, a lot of fun to get to play with them. What have these BC road trips been like for you adjusting the three and threes? You've been on a few of them now, and this is just another one where you go to Trail, Penticton, and Salmon Arm, but what are these trips like, and what can you compare it to in your hockey career? Uh, so there's really nothing that compares to a three and three. I would guess maybe like a tournament that I've had before, but uh, yeah, usually I don't do too hot on three and three, so we're going to try and turn that around this time. The last time your best game was the last game. What do you need to do this time to make sure that it's a consistent three games? Uh, I think definitely just get a, get off to a hot start, whether it's throwing a hit or making a good pass and just kind of get going, get that confidence up early so that it can flow throughout the whole weekend. You've been a part of some pretty nice goals lately, whether it's scoring yourself or setting up a play. Do you have kind of a favorite play in the last little while that stands out for you as maybe your highlight of the season or your highlight at least of the last couple of months? Uh, yeah, I think definitely uh, my play at the end of Marcus Mitchell was something that I think was a pretty cool play, but it wouldn't have come without all the other guys like Gunner making the pass and Marcus calling for it, like him being aware of that he's open and I can't see him so it was it was good play all around but it's definitely fun to end Wenatchee on that one a big thanks to Nanaimo Clippers broadcaster Dan Marshall for that interview with forward Tyler Williams for our final segment now we have another alumni guest as we go to the University of Connecticut to speak with Trail Smoke Eaters alum Cale Howarth the Columbus Blue Jackets draft pick is a freshman for the Huskies and headed into the stretch to the postseason he and the team have had a good start to the second half of the season, and Howarth says he's happy with the transition he's making to the college game. I feel like it's been a good adjustment. Um, you know, those first couple games, uh, you're not really sure what like what uh, is going on out there. It's pretty fast. Um, it's it's a whole another level. Um, but I mean, with the great coaching that we have here, they kind of get us ready very quickly uh, just because we have such a big freshman class to be prepared and um, you know as of late I think uh, I've been playing some of the best hockey that I could be playing so um, yeah I mean it's just it's been a great first half and uh, I'm pretty thankful for the for the experience here. Yeah you're talking about how you're feeling about your own game that's you know one of the big reasons I took note of you this week and wanted to get a hold of you. Um, you guys are coming off of a pretty cool experience you got to go to Vegas uh, just after the the holiday break there and uh, play a couple of hockey games against non-conference teams and you guys came away with a split and yourself you had a goal and an assist and um, maybe you could just tell me about the event in Vegas and uh, what your take on it was. Um, it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, I mean, 
now that Vegas has a hockey team, they're trying to, I think, make it a bigger thing there. Um, but, I mean, it, it was great all around. Like, you get treated like royalty as soon as you step off that plane. Like, um, you know, it, it's awesome. And, you know, you're in Vegas, so it's it's a lot of fun. Like, it's it's a great place to be, water cool lights. But uh, at the end of the day, it, uh, we just didn't want to be bothered by distractions. You know, we were still on the road to do business. And, uh, I mean, the first night, we, uh, I think, we weren't as well prepared for Western Michigan as we thought we were. Um, but, I mean, the second night in St. Lawrence, you were seeing a whole different team. We were just um, – we, we were we were really on that night. Um, I mean, it's it's great being out in Vegas. We – yeah, we just we just loved every minute that we we were out there, and it's, it's a privilege to play in that tournament. Speaking with Cale Howarth, now a freshman at the University of Connecticut, uh, something I took note of as well in the release from Hockey East that uh, mentioned you as having had a pretty good week. You were 29 of 37 in the face-off circle, I think. So um, how, do you feel like you've improved a lot in that area since going to college, and how big of a part of the, of the game is that for you? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, in juniors, uh, they're playing me on the wing, uh, I played left wing all three years, and uh, I mean, my centerman and I, Ross Armour, we would actually split face-offs. We'd take them on our strong side, so I just really concentrated on that. And then the first first half until after Christmas, I was uh, I was playing wings. So the last three games, I've been playing consistent center, and I mean, it's it's a huge. It's uh, it's a huge point of emphasis for our team is to be winning faceoffs consistently, and uh, it'll lead into offense more. So I mean, I just tried to bear down, and it helps when when you're in college, getting stronger, working out every day. You're on the ice every day, so you get the opportunity to work on them. So um, I mean, it's it's awesome that um, the the amount of resources college provides you to work on your game like that. Yeah, and, and speaking about that, but to shift gears a little bit, you're at the University of Connecticut, UConn, which is kind of how it's most uh, frequently referred to. It's a pretty huge athletics school in general. Most people probably think of the basketball team uh, when they think of UConn. But what, what's it been like settling into a campus where athletics are such a big thing? And have you been able to take in some basketball games, football games, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, we got a really big campus here, so you know, you don't uh, you don't remember a lot of faces, but uh, you know, it's just it, it's huge to be able to wear uh, like the team logo around campus and represent the team. Uh, I mean, everyone kind of looks up to you. Uh, you're a big role model to everyone at the school, um, and it's pretty awesome. Like when you get when you go into classes with uh, like the basketball girls or any other people like that are involved in athletic teams around the campus, it's it's pretty cool to you all just kind of acknowledge each other and uh, and then you, you become a little bit closer just because you have that uh, common stuff that you're on the athletic team and I mean everyone everyone who's an athlete they're just they're just like you they're they're a lot of fun. Um, they're uh, yeah, they're just easy to talk to. So I mean, it, it's great that um, athletics are so big around here. It's it's great for me. I, I I thrive off of it. I think. 
Speaking with Kale Howarth and Kale, just to uh, finish up, um, obviously things right before the Christmas break were not going all that well for the Huskies on the ice. I think you you guys were on a bit of a, a losing skid, but uh, after the break, you come out and have won two out of three. So, what's been the difference in your opinion after the holiday break? You know, I think everyone just kind of needed to go home uh, over the Christmas break, kind of hit a reset button, uh, just kind of focus on why they're here, focus on what makes them successful, and, you know, get, just kind of go back to even, for me, I was just like, I want to go back and play on the outdoor rink and, you know, just just love hockey, you know, like just go out there and play, like, no systems, just go out there and play. And, I mean, every time I go home, I, I find that I love it that much more. So I think that helped me, and I, I know it helped a lot of the other guys. That's Trail Smoke Eaters grad Kale Howarth, who spoke to us this week from Yukon. And that will do it for the podcast this week. For all the latest, you can check out bchl.ca and follow the league on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just check for the at GoBCHL handle. This is Brent Mutis from BCHL Communications. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.